0: Let's talk productivity.
1: You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a vopreneur. Welcome to the Everyday Vopreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. Voice Sam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one page website, and much more. Sign up now at voidsam.com mark and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's boythsam.comslash mark scott for full details and to sign up.
0: The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck.
1: Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Myers. Not as smart as Colbert but he's one of us and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur.
0: Hello and welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur, here to give you more actionable, practical advice that you can start using today to successfully grow your voiceover business. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to remind you that the summer series episodes are coming. The Summer Series episodes, of course, designed to be short, quick hit episodes. I still want to give you actionable, practical advice, but I also want to respect your time and, quite frankly, my time over the summer, because I know that after the last year, we are all ready to get out and have some fun. So the Summer Series episodes are coming, but I am open to suggestions. If you've got a question or if you've got a particular topic that you would like to have covered in the Summer Series please send me an email to mark at markscottvoiceover.com. That's mark at markscottvoiceover.com. I'll throw it in the show notes. I am absolutely open to suggestions and am taking notes from people every single day. So this week we are talking productivity because, hey, we've all got the same 24 hours in the day. We've all got a lot of things going on and we are all looking for ways to be more efficient. Time is a finite resource, and so in order to get the most out of our time, we have to learn how to use it in an effective and an efficient way. And I've got a few things that I want to share with you. I've got 10 tips for today's episode that I want to share with you that are that are things that I've implemented in my own business, and I think they are things that are going to help you. So let's get to it. Starting off with the number one thing on the list, and I made this number one for a reason. I think it's probably one of the most important I also think that it is the one that I'm probably going to get the most pushback from. It's the one that is going to make you feel the most uncomfortable. Turn off the dang push notifications on your phone. Here's a little statistic for you. Did you know that it takes an average of 23 minutes to get yourself back on track after you've been sidetracked? And do you know that every single time your phone pings, you just got sidetracked? Think about that for a minute. It takes an average of 23 minutes to get yourself back on track after you've been sidetracked. And how many times does your phone ping in an average hour? You turn off those push notifications, you are immediately going to gain back hours of your life. And I know that sounds ridiculous. I know that sounds impossible. And I know that you're sitting there right now saying, but Mark, what if? What if an important Facebook message comes in? What if an important LinkedIn notification comes in? What if an important Instagram? What if an important Twitter? What if a phone call? What if a... I get it. We're all addicted to our phones. They're they're like drugs for us. Which is an entire problem and, and an entirely different episode unto itself. But you can turn off the push notifications on your phone and on your other devices. Yes, that counts for your computer too, for you Mac users like me who who can have those push notifications simultaneously coming off of the iPhone and the watch and the iPad and the iMac and everywhere, you got to turn them off. You can do it for a few hours a day and it is not going to end the world. And do you know how I know this? Because it wasn't so long ago that we didn't have cell phones and internet and technology and mankind still thrived and survived. And so I believe that we can do it. So tip number one, you got to turn off those push notifications. I will often put my devices into Do Not Disturb for multiple hour stretches of the day so that I can sit down and I can focus and I can get things done because what was the stat? It takes an average of 23 minutes to get back on track after you've been sidetracked. Let's stop sidetracking ourselves. Number two ties together with number one. This one's going to make you even more uncomfortable. Try putting your phone out of sight. When I'm working on something that I just really need to focus on, I recognize that my phone has screwed up my brain. I'm the first person to admit it. I'm the first person to admit that I check my phone probably more often than I should throughout the day. And so when I really have something that I've just got to get going on, I will take my phone and I will leave it in an entirely different part of the house. And after a while, I forget about my phone. And you know what? I've never lost a job. I've never missed out on an opportunity. The world hasn't come to an end. I have not been caught in, in nuclear fallout because I didn't get the push notification from the government that the warhead was coming. Like, it, you'll be okay if you do this for a couple hours in your day while you're trying to get something done. Put it out of sight. Out of sight, out of mind, and now you can focus. Now, number three on the list is going to seem counterintuitive because of what I just gave you for number one, but... There's an alarm feature on your phone that sometimes you can take advantage of. I'm not saying you got to leave your phone out of the booth all the time or out of the office all the time. I'm saying sometimes that can be a way to get really productive when you need to be. Other times, your phone can actually be a productivity tool for you. One of the best examples is with social media. How many times have you jumped onto social media for a second? I just, I just want to check that one thing. Or you, you've jumped on because I just I need to post this. I got to get my post up today and that task, which should have took two minutes, turns into a 15 minute, 25 minute, a 30 minute, a 45 minute, an hour long falling down the rabbit hole that you have just lost in your day now because posting that picture on Instagram turned into scrolling through Instagram, turned into surfing Instagram, turned into searching Instagram, turned into, oh, there goes an hour of my day. It's happened to all of us. This is where that alarm feature, that that timer function can come in handy. One of the tips that I give voice actors when uh, we're talking about how do I most productively use LinkedIn, I say, I want you to set a 10-minute timer for yourself. You're going to go on LinkedIn for 10 minutes in the morning. You're going to do some stuff, You know, leave some comments, maybe send a couple connection requests, maybe make a post. But when that 10-minute timer goes off, you're going to close LinkedIn. You're not going to look at it now. Done. Out. Spent my time. Got in my day moving on. And then maybe later on in the afternoon, maybe before you close down the office for the day, you do the same thing. Set another 10 minute timer and you go on LinkedIn, scroll through a little bit, spend a little bit of time, a little bit of engagement. But when that timer goes off again, you're done. This is how you can use that timer for social media to make yourself more productive because we have all gone on to Facebook and lost an hour. We have all gone on to Instagram and lost an hour. We have all gone on to Twitter Okay, maybe not everybody goes on to Twitter and loses an hour. Twitter is a bit of a dumpster fire right now, but you understand what I'm saying. We've all been there and done that, and this is one of the ways to work around it. You set that timer so that you give yourself a window. When the timer goes off, you're moving on to the next thing. Number five on the list, prioritizing tasks based on your goals. This is one that I work with voice actors with in coaching sessions because it's Probably one of the biggest factors in, in productivity, more often than not, when we have goals that we want to accomplish, those goals are really important to us. Those goals mean something to us, which means that we have the most to lose if those goals aren't met or if we don't succeed. And so one of the ways that we get around that is by filling our day full of busy work that allows us to feel like we're being productive while simultaneously Safely helping us to procrastinate on the things that we should really be doing. Are you feeling the conviction right now? I'm talking to you and I'm talking to you because at the same time, I'm talking to me. The things that you are doing on a daily basis, you need to ask yourself this question. Is this task bringing me closer to my goals or is this task bringing me further from my goals? The answer to that question is going to give you a great deal of insight into how productive you are being when it comes to working towards the things that actually matter, working towards the things that you actually want to accomplish. Here's a task, a little a little homework assignment that I'm going to give you. And this is something that I do with the, the folks that are in my mastermind group. It's so simple and yet it can make a big difference. If you've got a bunch of things on your priority list right now, maybe a bunch of different goals that you're working towards, I want you to sit down and I want you to rank them numerically, whether there's five of them, 10 of them, 15 of them. I want you to rank them numerically. This is number one. This is number two. This is number three. When you force yourself to do that exercise, you are forcing yourself to identify your actual priorities. So instead of just looking at a list of a bunch of goals, now you actually are looking at a list of goals and you know which ones are the most important to you. Now you can set up your day and your task list to be more productive. While we're on the subject of goals, that brings us to the next one on the list, which is taking those big goals and those big tasks and breaking them down into smaller ones. If I tell you to contact 50 people a week, you're going to be like, I can't contact 50 people a week. That is insane. I don't have time. I got kids. We're homeschooling. My, my spouse is, is zooming on work calls and I'm trying to do the dishes and the dog's got to go for a walk and I, and, and on and on and on and 50 feels overwhelming and it feels impossible. And so you don't do anything. But if I say over the span of an eight hour workday, can you contact 10 people? That's like, you know, one and a quarter people per hour. All of a sudden it doesn't feel so daunting. All of a sudden it doesn't feel so intimidating. And so one of the ways that you can help to motivate yourself, one of the ways that you can help to remove the overwhelm is by breaking those large tasks, those large goals down into smaller bite-sized chunks. Now, while we are working towards our goals, that brings us to the next item on the list, which is tracking and celebrating your progress. It's hard to be productive if you don't actually know what you're accomplishing. It's hard to be productive when measured up against a goal if you are not actually tracking your progress towards that goal. And so it is very important that you track your progress. That's where taking those big things and breaking them down into little things and making a checklist from it, writing it down, using an app like Trello, using your Clever Fox Planner... You know, if you're Bridget, you're, you're using your Panda Planner, but you, you know you should be using your CleverFox Planner, but that's another issue, another topic for another day as well. You got to track, but you've also got to celebrate your progress. Every once in a while, you got to give yourself a pat on the back. I'm doing a good job. I'm getting things done. One of the things that I actually love about the CleverFox Planner is that when you're filling out your, your week, and I use the CleverFox Weekly Undated Planner. When you're filling out your week, there's actually a box in there that gives you a reward. If you achieve one of the goals that you've written for yourself that week, you, you get to have that reward. And so for me, it becomes motivating. It becomes a daily reminder, and it becomes a built-in form of accountability. Every time I look at my clever fox, I see what that reward is. Every time I'm re- reminded of that reward, I'm reminding myself, I need to be focusing on this particular task. I need to be focusing on this particular goal. Am I? Am I getting it done or am I filling my day with busy work? Am I doing other things that are less important? Maybe things that are easier, even though they're not necessarily the priority. But you'll never know if you're not tracking. Track and celebrate your progress. Another big one on the list for me, which has been so hard in the last 12 or 14 months because of living in a perpetual state of lockdown Changing the scene is a big deal for me. When I really am working on something big, like if I'm building a new course or something like that, one of my favorite things, one of my go-to things is, is to book a hotel for a few days just for a complete and total change of scene. No distractions. I can just go, I can sit, I can think, I can dream, I can be creative, I can get some work done. And living this lockdown life that we've been living for the last year has made that incredibly difficult. You know, I used to love just getting up and going to the coffee shop for a couple hours. I I would always say I could get more done in an hour at a coffee shop sometimes than I can get done in four hours working at my office. And that is strictly a result of, of changing the scene. That hasn't been as easy to do because of COVID. Although for some of you, maybe you're able to start doing that again. But even for me now, now that the weather has turned nicer, it's, it's taking my notebook and sitting out by my fire pit or, It's taking my laptop and going out into my garden and sitting by my pond. A little bit of fresh air, change of scenery, getting out of the basement, getting out of the office. Sometimes that change of scene can have a huge impact on my ability to get things done. In fact, more often than not, that change of scene has a huge impact on my ability to get things done. Number eight on the list, use templates for emails that are often repeated. There are certain questions that I get asked almost on a daily basis, and some of those questions are coaching related, some of those questions are voiceover related, and one of the things that I love about Nimble, which is my CRM, again, another episode for another day, but for those of you familiar with CRM, uh, Nimble allows you to create email templates, and so I have created a series of email templates for some of the most common questions that I get asked. That way, I don't have to sit down and retype out a whole email all over again, linking to specific blogs or podcasts or products or whatever, addressing specific issues. Now I can just click a button, load a template, boom, it's gone. If you find yourself with certain things that you're doing over and over again, certain questions that you're answering over and over again, certain emails that just seem to find themselves often being repeated, setting up a template, that's a productivity hack. That is going to save you time. It might only take you two minutes to write that email. But if you have to write that same email 10 or 15 times over the course of an average week, now all of a sudden we're talking about some significant time savings. And that time savings allows you to then devote that time to something that is more productive, to something that is more important, to something that becomes one of your priorities. Number nine on the list, figure out what your rhythm is. I can tell you that I am not a morning person. I did morning radio for a number of years, and one of the things that I said when I left morning radio was that I was, from now on, I'm sleeping until I'm done. And and what I meant by that was, whenever I wake up, that's when I wake up. If it's 6 o'clock in the morning, great. If it's 11 o'clock in the morning, great. Doesn't matter. I don't do morning radio anymore. I'm the boss. I don't need to live by an alarm anymore. Now, obviously, there are exceptions to that rule. It doesn't always go that way. But that's one of the things that I've identified myself about myself. I'm not particularly a morning person. But I do know that I tend to be a night owl. Now, I still get a lot of my work done during the day. But if I'm working on something really big, again, like maybe working on a new coaching program or something like that, most of that creation, that happens in the evenings. Lots of times the podcast happens in the evening. Uh, you know, a lot of the workshops that I do, you see, I do a lot of workshops in the evening. And that is partly to accommodate people who are working during the day, but it's also because that's part of what my rhythm is. I just, I have an easier time getting in my groove later on in the evening. And so identifying what your rhythm is, are you a morning person? Do you, do you find yourself more productive at 6 a.m. or at 4 p.m. or at 10 p.m.? Identifying your rhythm and then giving yourself permission to work that schedule sometimes can be one of the greatest things that you can do for your productivity. You know, one of the perks of being your own boss is being able to set your own hours. And do I think that if you're a full-time voice actor, you should be putting in full-time hours every day? Yeah, I think that we owe that to our business and to our clients to to respect our business in that way. But do those full-time hours have to happen between 9 and 5? Absolutely not. Otherwise, what's the point in being your own boss and having that freedom and having that flexibility? So identify when you are at your most productive And then schedule those tasks that really, really need to get done and really need to have your focus. Schedule them for those times when you are most productive based on your rhythms and how you work. And the final tip I want to give you, number 10 on the list, schedule emails to send or leave them in the draft folder. I get a lot of questions from voice actors, particularly voice actors with day jobs about, you know, should I be sending emails after hours or You know, what happens because I've got to work a day job, the only time I can do this is such and such a time in the day, or maybe the only time that you've got to write emails is on the weekend because of your day job. One of the things that I think that you can do to make, uh, and and I know this probably doesn't sound like a productivity hack, but it is because your emails are going to become more effective, which means that it's a better use of your time. Either you need to schedule those emails to send during regular office hours. So if you're writing at 11 o'clock at night, because that's the only time you've got to write. You make sure that you're scheduling them to send the next day during regular office hours. Or if you don't have the ability to schedule emails and, and, you know, if you're a Gmail user, scheduling is built right into Gmail. You don't even need to have a third party service for it. But if you don't have that ability, what you do is you write those messages, you leave them in your draft folder. And then maybe the next day while you're at work, if you get like a 15 minute break or something like that, you just pop into your draft folder and you just start sending those emails. I know that doesn't feel like it's going to save you time, and that one is not specifically about saving you time, but it is about making you more productive because emails received during regular office hours are going to go a lot further than emails that are sent in the middle of the night or on the weekend. And so if that's the only time that you have to do it, that's the way that I suggest that you get it done, scheduling or leaving them in drafts. So there you go. 10 productivity hacks that are designed to help you maximize those 24 hours that you have in a day. Quickly recapping, number one, turn off your push notifications and use the do not disturb feature on your phone. Number two, sometimes you got to just put your phone right out of sight. I leave mine upstairs all the time and it's one of the smartest things that I do during my day. Number three on the list, set an alarm for yourself when you're jumping into certain tasks, particularly social media, because that one is, is one that we often lose a lot of time because we get distracted, we fall down the rabbit hole. So setting that timer, giving yourself a 10-minute window to get in, get things done, and then get back out again, that can be a huge time saver for you. Make sure that you are prioritizing your tasks based on your goals. That way, you're not just spending your day doing busy work. You're actually spending your day doing the things that you need to and should be doing. Break down your large tasks and your large goals into smaller ones so they don't feel so overwhelming. And then... Make sure that you are tracking and celebrating your progress. Give yourself a reward. Give yourself a pat on the back when you're getting some things done and when you are moving forward. But if you're not tracking, then you have no idea. You have no way to measure whether or not you're moving any closer to the goals you're trying to accomplish. You've got to track. Changing the scene. Also on the list. This is a really great one. This one works for me all the time. It sparks my creativity. It changes my energy. It helps me to get things done. Number eight, using templates for emails that are often repeated. This can be a huge time saver, and it may not feel like it if you look at it from one email at a time standpoint, but if you look at it at a number of emails over the course of a week or a month, it can be a huge time saver. So take advantage of using email templates so you don't have to keep writing the same emails over and over and over again. Figure out what your rhythm is and build in your most challenging, difficult, most labor-intensive, most time-intensive tasks into those parts of the day when you are most productive. Figuring out whether you're a morning person or an afternoon person or a night owl, figuring that out and building your day around that. And then finally, uh, scheduling emails to send or leaving them in your draft folder so you can go through and send them the next day. That way, you're always sending your emails during office hours, which is immediately going to improve your Uh, open rates and your read rates and your response rates, which does make you more productive. It is hard to be a VOPreneur because you have to be the manager. You have to be the boss. When you go to a regular nine to five job, there's usually more measuring sticks in place for making sure that you're doing the things that you need to be doing. There's usually management teams and and you've got weekly meetings or daily meetings or whatever. When you're the boss of your own company, some of those things aren't in place. And so you need to build them into place for yourself so that you know that you are being the most productive that you can possibly be, so that you know that you are getting the things done that need to get done, and so that you are not wasting time because time is a finite resource. Once those 24 hours are gone, you cannot get them back, and so you need to use them as effectively and efficiently as possible. The summer series is starting soon. Have you got an episode that you would like to uh, hear? A topic you'd like to have covered? A question you would like to get answered? Email mark at markscottvoiceover.com. Check the show notes for the email address. I'm putting those episodes together starting very soon and very much looking forward to diving into the summer series with you. Want more episodes of the podcast? You can Find them wherever fine podcasts are given away for free or online. Search the archives at Veopreneur.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one.
1: The Everyday Veopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. Voice Sam is the player producers love. Plus it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voidsam.com/mark Scott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's Vosam.com/mark Scott for full details and to sign up.
0: and see.
1: And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOpreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.